Welcome to Business English Pod, a great way to improve your English skills on the go. Handling difficult requests. In a perfect world, we'd never have to talk about problems or need to face difficult situations. But as we all know, discussing problems and finding solutions to problems are both necessary to maintain good business relationships. We shouldn't avoid these situations, but look at them as an opportunity to improve business communication with colleagues and customers. We cannot always say yes. To a difficult request from a client or a colleague, sometimes it may not be possible to grant a request. At other times, a compromise may be reached. In such situations, the language and tone you use are important. You don't want to offend or upset the person making the request. In this podcast lesson, we'll use a telephone dialogue to illustrate how to deal with difficult requests without causing offense. Win Newberry works for a Market Watch magazine, a fashion and style magazine that is holding a public event for the launch of a new bar. He wants to print ten thousand publicity flyers to hand out at an upcoming event, and as time is limited, he needs the flyers quickly. He calls Sarah, his printer. Good afternoon. This is Sarah Tang. What can I do for you? Hi, Sarah. It's Win at Market Watch. Oh, hello, Win. How's it going? Fine, thanks. Actually, I was calling to ask you a favor. What kind of favor? Well, let me explain the situation. We've arranged this publicity launch for a new bar, and it came together at the last minute. Anyway, we are doing an event in a few days, and we were wondering if you could do a rush print job of a simple two-sided flyer for us. Okay. Hmm. How many flyers are you talking about? Well, we need ten thousand. I know that's a lot, but it shouldn't be too complicated a job. We need it by the end of the week. The end of this week? I don't know when. We're very busy. I can completely appreciate that, Sarah. I wouldn't ask if it wasn't extremely important to us. Well, I'm afraid it's just not possible at the moment. When we're in the middle of two big jobs, you know our company policy is at least five days turnaround. I'm afraid the earliest we could get it to you would be by next Thursday. Yes, I see. It's just that we put so much business your way, and you usually do such a great job for us. We were just hoping that you could make an exception in this case. It's a very important launch for us, and if we can't have it by this weekend at the latest, we'll have to send it somewhere else. Well, hold on a minute and let me see what I can do. Just hold the line, Win. Hello, are you there, Win? Yes, I'm here. Well, how about if we get the flyers to you on Tuesday morning? I'm afraid that's the earliest we'd be able to deliver them to you. Wow, Tuesday, huh? Our launch is Monday night. I don't think that'll work. Hey, wait a minute! If you deliver them on Tuesday morning, that means you'll finish the job on Monday before you close. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Well, you guys stop printing at around five thirty or so. Yes, around that time. What if I send someone over to pick it up Monday evening before closing? It's cutting it very close, but if that's the earliest you can finish it, I have complete faith in you. Yes, that would work. And if we finish earlier on Monday, we'll call you. Great. 
Otherwise, I'll send someone over at around 4.30 to pick it up. Is that okay? Yes, that sounds fine. I will expect someone then. I really appreciate your help with this, Sarah. Near the start of the conversation, Wynne lets Sarah know that he needs a favor from her. Let's hear what he says. Oh, hello, Wynne. How's it going? Fine, thanks. Actually, I was calling to ask you a favor. Wynne says, I was calling to ask you a favor. A favor is something you do to help someone, and it's normal to use a phrase like this before you actually say what the favor is. Here are some other ways of phrasing it. I wanted to ask you a favor. Could you do me a favor? Could I ask a favor of you? Sarah responds, What kind of favor? Before agreeing to a favor for someone, you need to know what help they want, so you wouldn't immediately state yes or no straight away. Wynne explains that he needs a rush print job. He introduces this using the phrase, Let me explain the situation. Let's hear that again. Well, let me explain the situation. We've arranged this publicity launch for a new bar, and it came together at the last minute. Anyway, we are doing an event in a few days, and we were wondering if you could do a rush print job of a simple two-sided flyer for us. If you have to make a difficult request, or if you have a problem, it's usual to explain the situation first. And we use phrases like, let me explain the situation, to introduce the explanation or problem or situation. You could also say, the situation is this. Here's the problem. Did you note how Wynne made his request? He didn't just say, we'd like you to do a rush print job. Or even, could you do a rush print job? Wynne knows that this is a difficult request, so he uses a very polite request phrase to match the difficulty of his request. He says, We were wondering if you could do a rush print job. The phrase, we were wondering if you could, is often used when making a difficult request. Here are some other polite request phrases you could use. Would it be possible to... We'd really appreciate it if you could. We'd be very grateful if you could. Let's hear how Sarah responds. Okay. Hmm. How many flyers are you talking about? Sarah starts by saying, Okay. Hmm. The purpose of this is to give her time to think and to let Wynne know that the answer is not yes at this point. She needs more information about the job before she can agree to it. Wynne explains to Sarah that the print job is urgent and he needs it completed by the end of this week. Sarah is unable to agree to this. Listen again to how she refuses Wynne's request. Well, I'm afraid it's just not possible at the moment, Wynne. We're in the middle of two big jobs. You know our company policy is at least five days turnaround. I'm afraid the earliest we could get it to you would be by next Thursday. Sarah says, I'm afraid it's just not possible at the moment. It's common to place the phrase, I'm afraid or I'm sorry, before giving bad news. It helps to soften the negative effect of the refusal. I'm afraid just means I'm sorry. 
you can politely refuse requests in a number of other ways. I'm sorry, but we just can't do that. I wish we could help you, but... I'm sorry, but I'm not in a position to do that. I'm afraid we wouldn't be able to do that. Always try to use softening phrases before refusing a request. A quick no is sure to give offense, and in business we want to avoid that. If you do refuse a request, it's polite to say why. Sarah gives a brief explanation, but she also points out company policy on the subject. She says, You know our company policy is at least five days turnaround. Being able to state company policy allows the person refusing a request to place the blame on the company. Therefore, the refusal becomes less personal and less offensive. Here are some other ways of stating company policy. Our company policy is to... It's not our company policy to... We always demand... We never allow... Wynn continues to explain how urgent the print job is and how important it is for his company to have it completed by a certain date. He also reminds Sarah about how much business his company gives her. Sarah clearly doesn't want to lose Wynn's business, so begins to soften her position and seek a compromise. Let's hear how she does this. Well, hold on a minute and let me see what I can do. Just hold the line, Wynn. Hello? Are you there, Wynn? Yes, I'm here. Well, how about if we get the flyers to you on Tuesday morning? I'm afraid that's the earliest we'd be able to deliver them to you. When looking for a compromise, it's usual to make suggestions to find a solution or finalize a deal. Sarah asks, How about if we get the flyers to you on Tuesday morning? The phrases, how about if, and what about if, are commonly used with suggestions. Let's hear some examples. How about if we increased our order? What about if we offered you an extra 10% discount? What we could do is offer more overtime to speed up production. How would you feel if we paid extra for the servicing? Sarah tells Wynne that Tuesday morning would be the earliest she could finish the job. As she knows this is too late for Wynne, she uses the phrase, I'm afraid, again, in her next sentence. I'm afraid that's the earliest we'd be able to deliver them to you. She's softening the bad news again. But at least she's getting closer to finding a compromise. Wynne realizes that his staff could pick up the flyers from Sarah's company early in the morning before the launch of the bar. He makes this suggestion to Sarah. What if I send someone over to pick it up Monday evening before closing? He could have made this suggestion in a number of ways. For example, how about if I send someone over to pick it up Monday evening before closing? I could send someone over to pick it up Monday evening before closing. Finally, Sarah is able to agree to Wynne's request or acknowledge that his suggestion is a good one and would resolve the problem. She says, Yes, that would work. Here are some other phrases you could use when accepting a request. We could accept that. 
we could agree to that. If your acceptance is conditional, you could say, We could agree to that on condition that. We could possibly agree to that. We might be able to agree to that. Choose which phrase you use carefully depending on the situation. In this podcast lesson, you learned a number of common expressions to help make a difficult request, politely refuse a request, seek a compromise, and finally accept a request. In business, especially, it's important to avoid being too direct when making and refusing a request, particularly when the request is difficult. Use polite, indirect language when making a request, and use softening phrases before declining a request. When declining a request, give an explanation and state company policy if you are able to. This helps to shift the focus from the individual to the company, making the situation less personal. If there is room for compromise, try hard to find a solution acceptable to both sides. That's all for this Business English Podcast lesson. We hope you enjoyed listening. Business English Podcast is part of Workplace English Training e magazine. To access the podcast transcript for this and other Business English Podcast lessons, you'll need to subscribe to Workplace English Training e magazine at www.workplace-english-training.com. Workplace English Training e magazine is a monthly interactive online magazine focusing on all aspects of business English training. It is suitable for pre intermediate to advanced level learners. Each issue of the e magazine is packed with interactive lessons to help you improve your business writing, speaking, listening, and vocabulary. Learning is challenging yet fun. Here's that subscription address once again www.workplace-english.com.